Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 33 of the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where two men sit around and complain about the folks in our lives that violate the social contract we all agree to live by. I am your host, the Razgrees, with my co-host, the Buck Grendel, giving you new and interesting stories from all over the internet. Buck, how you been, buddy? Been all right. Been all right, man. I, uh, currently looking out my, uh house window here and uh all the cows are up to no good have you started I mean, have you started chasing the cows with the drone yet no <laughs> no no i have not i'm i'm still i just i don't know man you gotta do it <laughs> we'll get you your part well, 107 license then you can go out and um do commercial cow photography <laughs> Nah, nah, it just, I see, there's a lot of logistics that go into just getting me outside of my house, and the second that drone goes somewhere my wheelchair can't, which is anywhere off the sidewalk, so, you know, I'm I'm pretty well screwed. Like, all I can do is, like, all I can, all I'm, all, I can only imagine that poor little plastic, you know, drone going down in the middle of a pasture cows and just being trampled you know it's just all that fun you know just crush just being utter utter catastrophe oh god that's one i mean yeah i mean like think about it man all those all those cows they just cream that thing too <laughs> eh, you know i figure i'd just butter you up a little bit and three okay so we've hit the hat trick so i'm gonna Moving start talking along. <laughs> God damn it. all right so now i'm gonna start talking so he can't and if i have to i'll mute his microphone <laughs> So we got some interesting stories this week, but we're going to start out. <laughs> so last week we did talk, we got a little political. We talked about some things that were going on here in the United States where we both are. And uh, we talked about the, the uh, insurrection, riots, protests, whatever you want to call it, uh, there in Washington, D.C. Well, it seems like the, these things are starting to spread, Buck. Because an extremist group accidentally called for armed rally in Anchorage Shopping Mall instead of the Capitol. (laughs) Over the weekend, far-right extremist uh, groups supporting President Trump's false claims of election fraud called for an armed rally at the Anchorage Shopping Mall, confusing the Diamond City Mall with the Diamond Courthouse located across the street from the Alaska State Capitol building. The Diamond Center Mall is located at 800 East Diamond Boulevard in Anchorage. The Diamond Courthouse is located over 570 miles away <laughs> at 123 4th Street in uh, Juneau. I, I, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Uh, Juneau. The mall is named after Anthony Diamond, an Alaskan territorial delegate to the United States House of Representatives. And the courthouse is named after Diamond's son, Alaska Supreme Court Justice John Diamond. Posts of the Tree of Liberty and the far-right Boogaloo Boys website call for a refuse-to-be-silence rallies at all United States Capitol's buildings on January 17th. 
FBI internal memos have warned of plans by armed groups to commit violent acts in the U.S. capitals at this day. Uh, the mistake caused confusion and alarm for the Diamond City Shopping Mall, which decided to close the mall on January 17th. Diamond Center Mall manager Bob Dye told the landmine, that's, that's the name of the, yeah, they call it the landmine, that he first received notice of the plan uh, on Saturday night. He contacted ADP on Sunday and federal authorities on Monday. According to Dye, the Diamond Center is still waiting confirmation from law enforcement that the location for the event was a mistake. The thing is, who in a million years would have ever expected to see Capitol Hill breached and, uh, breached and six people, five or six people killed, you know? It's really because of an event that took this much more, we took this event much more seriously, Dye said. It's, what's the saying? Fortune favors are prepared. And I'd much rather have gone through the effort than ignore it and have serious and even catastrophic events at the mall. And we discounted this and had we discounted this and not pursued it. Yeah. Uh, the Tree of Liberty website does contain updated information on the status of the Anchorage rally. But one comment on the event post reads, pretty sure the capital to Alaska is in Juneau. <laughs> So, I mean, you know, I can't even give these people an A for effort on this. No, one. you really can't. I'm, and, and here's the whole thing. If you're claiming that, the, you know, that you, you're protesting because you're right, no matter what side you're in or what you're protesting about, you should at least know where your damn state capital is. Right. Yeah. It, like, as far as their grade goes, they get an F for fantastic. As in, like, fantastic job landing yourself. Right here on the Social Liability Podcast, you stupid, stupid asses. <laughs> you know, this reminds me of a dude that we were supervising down in the work release center of our prison, and his he was the uh, uh, city council person for York Springs, and he uh, his name was Gora. I don't remember this guy. Do tell. I'm, yeah, I, t- we we have this well, tale of intrigue and suspense. Well, no, I mean, like, he and I were just sitting around shooting the crap one day, and um, I looked at him and I said, uh, you know what, Mr. Gore, you should uh, you should look into making a law. Because, you know, council people make laws, right? He's like, well, yeah. yeah. No, they make like, ordinances, but go on. But but whatever. <laughs> you know, he, he corrected me. I'm just trying to get to the meat and potatoes. I told him, I said, you know, you should make something around felonious douchebaggery i said you can make douchebaggery a crime and you know had he done it it may have spread and caught like wildfire and then we could have this brand new charge would be applicable to every one of these idiots you know because you know what you've actually you've actually been campaigning to have felonious douchebaggery added to the 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 criminal code since i've known you (laughs) yeah yeah and what can you argue with me when you see this sorry again like you said this has nothing to do with your your personal beliefs are you know no politics all that aside if you can't even show up at the right freaking spot to lobby for your cause you are a douchebag not even the right not even the wrong spot the wrong town (laughs) you know if if you were to just 
be able to bend space and time and say, put this in Rhode Island instead of Alaska, they wouldn't even be in the right freaking state. We're talking over 500 miles. <laughs> I mean, like, this, this is, like, that's not even an oops. That's not even a whoops. You can't even go whoops. It's like, ah, you know, it's, oh, it's on the other side of the town. And you could be like, ah, oh, damn, you're an idiot. No, this is 500 miles away, man. People probably rallied to get there. No, here, like, here's people, another thing, too. People, here's another thing. You, There's people that go to the mall then on, on the 17th, and they're going to be like, why is the mall closed? Oh, because there's a there's a there's a protest over five hundred miles away, so we decided to close the mall. <laughs> think about it, like think think about it in this sense. Like, what if some flat earther who from Juno actually drank the Kool Aid and was like, "Yeah, we're gonna rally in Anchorage today. Yeah, let's we're gonna rally in Anchorage. Yeah, let's drives, do this. Drives over <laughs> over five hundred miles." He drives to find out that he should have just stayed the fuck home. Like, 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 come on, man. Like, there's just so much wrong with this. This like, just this again, just goes to prove that anybody can make a website. <laughs> and it also shows why there should be, like, not there should be, but that why there is still directions on shampoo bottles. Like, this like, this uh, Rinse, lather, repeat. Wait a minute. When do you stop? <sighs> so let's uh, let's go from extreme cold to extreme warmth, and we go to our favorite place, the great state of Florida. Womp womp. Florida man, Florida man, does whatever the fuck he can, makes headlines every time. Florida's paradigm. Look out! Here comes Florida man. Indeed, here comes Florida Man, because Florida Man kicked chicken like a field goal, deputies say. <laughs> Florida Man is cu- accused of kicking a chicken, quote, like a football player kicks a field goal, end quote, so hard that he broke for the animal's ribs, authorities said. Uh, Nicholas Kevin Chu, 43, of Marathon, was arrested Monday with animal cruelty charges, according to the Monroe County Sheriff's Office. Chu told deputies he was, quote, kicking the chicken out of the way, end quote, and was annoyed by the noise of the, that the animal was making in a statement he made to the Miami Herald. <laughs> the incident took place on March 22nd in Marathon, deputies say. Authorities responded to a call about a domestic argument, and when Sergeant Joel Slogue arrived, he was told by Chu's girlfriend that she, quote, she was mad that Chu kicked a chicken and possibly broke its leg. <laughs> okay. Chu admitted to kicking the chicken out of the way, further admitting his annoyance by the noise the birds cause. A separate witness stated that Chu kicked the children the way of kick the chicken, not the children, the chicken, in the way a football player kicks a field goal. <laughs> Slew found a Rhode Island red chicken standing on one leg. And it appeared to be in respiratory stress. The chicken was taken by Animal Control to Marathon Veterinary Hospital, and it was discovered the animal had four broken ribs. The chicken's owner was reunited with it after it had been taken to the Florida Keys Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. The owner is going to press charges, WTVJ reported. Chu is being held on $10,000 bond and will be arranged on June 11th, according to arrest records. Why this is just now hitting the news, I don't know, but it is what it is. Um, 
just, just I'm, I'm just, I'm just gonna start off by saying, I am very sorry for anybody who has an emotional attachment to our avian ally, the chicken. But I, and I, and I do understand that love and adoration for that majestic and noble bird. But I just think this is hilarious because what kind of dickhead just like I don't give a shit. If you don't, like, you just don't pick up a living sentient being and just kick it because you can. Well, I wouldn't exactly like, call it sentient, but living, yes. Well, like, oh my gosh. And first off, just go ahead and hit the damn button because I'll tell you what. I get, give me, oh man, foul play all the way around. This guy, all I can say about this guy is what in the ever lugging cluck. Get the flock out of here. God darn it. Whatever. I can probably give it three three or four more there because I love bird puns. But you go ahead and give me your comments now, Raz, because I'm done. <laughs> I, you think the guy would know better. Son of a bitch. What? Nothing. I just wanted to interrupt you. Oh. It's called it's comedic flair, it's good timing, sorry. It really wasn't. But has this guy learned nothing from the video games of the last 15 years. Every damn video game I've ever played, you kick a chicken, bad things happen. And in this case, you're going to be in jail on a $10,000 bond, which is, is, is insanity to me because there are people who go to jail for much more serious offenses. Whether you are a fan of the chicken or not, um, I personally hate chickens, and what better way to hate them is than to eat them by the millions, in my opinion. Uh, but I, I don't go around kicking chickens either. Um, it just seems like... Did... But here's the next question for you. Just taking my new dog to the uh, the vet to have her checked out and make sure she was okay, that, that cost me a couple hundred dollars. Um, how much does it cost to a sedate a chicken, b x-ray a chicken, <laughs> and give a full veterinary workup to said chicken, <laughs> only to return chicken to said owner, who is then going to eat said chicken. <laughs> now I have to imagine this is going to be around five to six hundred dollars and he's probably gonna get he's probably gonna get a hundred dollar fine if he's lucky i'd serve that bird with freaking caviar or like the finest champagne ever i really i feel like all right kids we're about to have ourselves a seven hundred dollar chicken Ooh. <laughs> All paid for by your Uncle Fred. Or in this case, Uncle yeah. Uncle Chew. <laughs> we're going to get out the Crafts Deluxe. We're not just having... Re- we're going to have shells and white cheese, not just regular cheddar. Mm-mm. Well, I love the Florida Man <coughs> story. Are you going to die over there? Sorry, man. I'm sorry. I just... I can't reach my mute button and I'm trying to go over to the side and I feel like I'm going to fall out of my chair and just make me cough worse. I just, I'm sorry. If you're going to fall out of the chair, we need a wider angle on the video so we can watch it happen. Yeah, that shit better be 
somebody better laugh at that. We'll definitely get some views. So what I was trying to say before I was so rudely interrupted was I love the Florida Man stories because their names are always so easy to say. <laughs> it, it, it always starts out Florida Man. And this guy's name is Nicholas Kevin Chu. You can't screw that up. It's easy. But here we go with story number three, um, which is titled, My Sexual Greed Made Me Betray My Nation Reveals Honey-Trapped Man in Rajasthan. So I, just from that, I have not read this story yet, but I, am, I know I'm going to butcher this. And I feel bad about it. <laughs> so I'm going to change their names. As we go through this, uh, instead of trying to look like I'm reading a song of ice and fire and trying to remember all their names, we're going to talk about Jack, Jeff, and Jill. I mean, that's really that's what we're doing here. So just thank, thank, thank you for context. Yes, good. How far one goes for nudes? Rajathan, which henceforth will be known as Raj, who is a who is honey trapped by ISI, has revealed it to investigators he shared critical information about being bribed with photos of naked women and seductive conversations. Uh, another guy who is we're gonna call Sat we're just gonna call him Sat. Sat 42, a resident of Lothal in uh Jasalamar. Going with that, too. Uh, last week was arrested under the Official Secrets Act on charges of spying, officials said. During a interrogation, Sat claimed that the women who spoke to him on behalf of ISI would often share naked photos in exchange for more information about the Army's movements in border areas and the firing range. Seriously, dude. Tits are free on the internet. <laughs> Haven't you figured that out yet? I mean, seriously, uh, porn doesn't cost anything. The internet is for porn. <laughs> the internet is for porn. Yeah. But you're going to trade national secrets and put people's lives in danger for boobs? I mean, it's kind of like death penalty stuff, in my opinion. Because you're too dumb to live. Like, and it's only pictures of boobs. It's not actual like, boob. I, Right. I mean, like, I'd show you a picture of a classified handgun if you told me you had candy-flavored nipples and you allowed me to sample. I mean, like, I'd be like, hmm, you know, good. You know, I might show you a picture of something. In fairness, no. in fairness, you used to send people pictures of your left nut. I believe, you know what? It was my right. No, it, it was your left. We've all seen You're it. Right. It was the hot chick. Yes, we've all got pictures of your left nut. Uh, Sat said he no, got... the things I would do before I was stuck in a wheelchair. Yeah, well, Sat said he got greedy and started sending more sensitive information about the Indian Army to the ISI for more such photos and long conversations. The accused told investigators that he was in contact with these women via a fake account on social media. He used the same account to send confidential information across the border. How much you want to bet he's talking to a dude? I mean, I'm hoping we get to that point in the article, but I bet you he's got talking to a dude. 
I wouldn't even put a million fake dollars on that. I think that you are right. The accused told investigators he was in contact with these women. Oh, I already said that. Intelligence officials said that uh, the gentleman had been in touch with ISI for a long time via social media accounts and was honey trapped for critical information. The official said that the accused is being watched for some time and many army documents were found on his mobile phone uh, when he was detained. Yeah. Following his arrest, Raj said to the police that a resident of the town had been booked and arrested by the CID special branch on charges of espionage. He has confessed to being in touch with the agent in Pakistan, uh, agent of the Pakistan intelligence agency in possessing, possessing sensitive military information. Meanwhile, the accused has been brought to Japar, Japur, yeah, Japur, along with the intelligence agencies, uh, the army, and all those that interrogate him. His brother's wife is in a different area. Uh, police said that, and added that uh, it's just like really bad translations. Now I can't read it. So, we're <laughs> but okay, I want to. I, I, I really want to know. I really wish they would touch on it. But I bet you anything, it was a dude. This guy was, yeah. was was betraying his country so that somebody can go to YouPorn, grab some pictures and some screenshots and send them to this guy because he couldn't get there himself. <laughs> There's a sucker born every day, man. That's all that's all I got to say about that. I mean, people 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 there there's there are almost 8 billion people on this planet right now. Somebody will fall for just about anything. Period. Well, that's kind of the concept behind um, all the the, the the bullshit emails that you get constantly uh, offering, like, hi, I'm a Nigerian. I am Nigerian royalty, and you are my long-lost whatever. The concept is they're not actually supposed to be, like, extremely plausible. You want them to actually be stupid because you don't want to deal with anybody who has an ounce of common sense. When you are trying to scam somebody, you want to lure in the people that have the lowest IQ, the ones that are the least likely to catch on to this. And, you know, when you call in and saying you're with the IRS and the only way you can clear up your debt is to send me Best Buy gift cards. I mean, eh, that's it takes a pretty low IQ individual to fall for that. But. So when they send those emails out and they're trying to convince somebody that, yes, I am Nigerian Prince. And if you cash this check for $1 million, you will need to only send me back 40,000 or something. Uh, but you, but you right. need, but you need to pay the taxes first. So send me the money for the taxes. You, know, you, you want somebody who's actually going to fall for that. So you send the email out. That's like unbelievable. So that, but you're playing the numbers game. If I'm sending it to 8 million people, three of them might respond. And if those right. three people respond and I make $10,000, so be it. Oh, it's, it's, it's sad. I mean, there are people out there that do more uh, convoluted and uh, ones that seem a little bit more legit. And, uh, you know, they work too, but they're not as, you have to put more work into them. Uh, there was an example. My wife had a coworker one time who got an email that said it was from her boss, but it wasn't because they, you know, it was the, the organization, you know, whatever at organization. And this email was like from a Gmail account or something, but it was 
the boss's first name. First name, you know, it was their first and last name at gmail.com. So what this person had done is they went on their website and just grabbed the director's name, created an email account, and then sent it to a handful of them in the organization that also had their emails listed saying, hey, I'm in a meeting right now. Can you go get me two, two like $100 gift cards from Walmart? I forgot such and such as birthday. I'll pay you back right after the meeting. And they did. This person actually went out, got the, it was like three or $600, I can't remember, worth of gift cards. And then, you know, because they can't wait to get out of the meeting, go ahead and just send me the numbers. I'm going to send them to him in an email. Uh, we don't need that physical card. Just send me the numbers. So then after the, me- after the meeting was over, which there was no meeting, uh, she ran into her boss and said, hey, did, did your nephew or whatever get, get his, you like his gift cards? What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, and uh, from my understanding, the bank told him to pound sand. They weren't going to do anything for it because she's an idiot. Pretty much. Yeah. So, uh, it, it's, you know, if, if you're ever wondering why the scams are the way they are, it really is because they're trying to catch the most dumb and gullible people that they can. Because who's going to believe a Nigerian prince is going to email Buck Grundle and say, hey, you want some money? <laughs> you never know, man. You never know. You, you do kind of look like Nigerian royalty. Oh man, it can happen. My day is coming. My prince, my prince will call. <laughs> my prince will call. So we're gonna keep going here with um, some stories, but uh, I, I want to touch on something first here, Buck. So we've been talking about different things on the podcast, and one of which has been uh, getting you to actually start your vlog. And uh, we've been talking about it for what, like, we're 33 weeks into this? Yeah, so probably about a year. (laughs) And guess what? The first episode, the pilot, finally came out yesterday. Uh, We're we're recording this on Friday, as usual, but if you uh, follow us on our YouTube channel, you would have seen uh, the premiere of Buck's new vlog series, Better Than Bad. Better Than and he yelled so loudly into his mic right there that the audio actually filtered out. But he seems to be excited. So why don't you tell us what better than bad's going to be there, Buck? It's going to be a little worse than good. <laughs> How about some more details there, Butt Munch? <laughs> nah, it's just, you know, people, people, they, they tell me I have a great attitude and awesome perspective on things, and I should start my own vlog or whatever and it's just pretty much on that you know the very first thing was 10 things you don't say to a person in a wheelchair and that's what somebody else thinks are things you should not say to a person in a wheelchair whereas I have no issue or qualm about anything on the list except for one but you know watch the episode and figure out what that one is but just in case you were all wondering I'm wearing a shirt right here. Let me move my microphone. For those of you that are watching the video version of this. Yes, folks. He is wearing a bright blue shirt, handicapped blue shirt, with white writing with an arrow that says it still works, with an arrow pointing down. 
Yes, yes, I am. You want to know why? Because it's the first question everyone has, but the one that no one ever wants to ask. So, <laughs> why not just put it on a shirt and freaking wear it? <laughs> you know, I, I got you a really inappropriate, like, handicapped shirt, but I can't remember what it said. Uh, they see me rolling. Oh, they, I, they see me rolling. They hate me. <laughs> Yes, and you know, I I don't think you planned it out when you got it, but it worked out to be perfect because the picture of the power chair on the T-shirt looks really similar to the to the chair that I actually ride around in, so it just makes it that much cooler. <laughs> well, I'm glad it worked out. <laughs> oh, it really did, man. Accidentally awesome is still 100 percent awesome. Well, we're going back down once more to the great state of Florida as we talk for our next story. Florida man tries to film dancers at Pensacola Gentlemen's Club and fights staff. <laughs> a man in Pensacola, after he allegedly became upset when told he could not film a dancer in a gentleman's club, then attacked one of the club's male employees and struck a woman across the face. Jacoby Smart of Lauderdale was arrested Sunday and charged with battery with intent to cause bodily harm an aggravated uh, battery causing bodily harm or disability. He was charged uh, and now has a $16,000 bond. That's and he remains in custody as of Monday. According to arrest reports, uh, Pensacola police department officers responded at 1240 AM Sunday to a fight at the escapes gentlemen's club on East Fairfield drive. Witnesses told authorities Smart entered a VIP room with one of the club's dancers. One of the club's male employees was then informed of a light coming from inside the room and that Smart was recording a dancer on the private stage. Uh, When the male employee confronted Smart, Smart tackled him into the VIP room's couch and repeatedly punched the man in the face before the other employees managed to pull him off. The employee had a deep cut on his mouth and around his left eye, which was sealed shut. Multiple employees attempted to stop Smart, including one female employee who kicked and who kicked and punched Smart in an attempt to end the attack. At one point, Smart turned to the woman and slapped her across the face, causing her to fall into a wall. When staff escorted Smart out of the club, he immediately took off running be- <laughs> towards the nearby railroad tracks. Uh, officers found Smart still on the tracks and arrested him. Holy shit! <laughs> So, uh, you and I have, have quite the quite the experience with uh, the, these gentlemen's clubs. You more so, actually. Yeah, um, I actually worked as a bouncer at a Mexican gentleman's club for a little over a year. <laughs> it was uh... now that was that was back before cell phones really were like commonplace with video cameras and everything on them. Uh, I had a prepaid cell. It was like a burner phone and it was like, and it was the state of the art technology at that. I mean, like this, I worked back in these places in like 2002, 2003. I mean, you know, cell phones weren't even a wet dream back then. The not, not the way they are now, at least. Well, so I, me and my wife actually used to go to clubs all the time, uh, not because we were going there to see the strippers, which, you know, but they weren't exactly unwelcome, you know, but by our, in our view. But um, you know one of the best things about strip clubs? No one is what? ever using the pool table or the dartboard. 
Truth. So if you want to go play pool or shoot darts, go to your local titty bar, and if they have one there, you're golden because ain't no one going to be using it. Not a not a soul. That thing has got dust on it older than the crust in your underwear. That's that's pretty much about the equation for a pool table and a strip club. Yeah, we actually we we were driving around every damn bar we went to. We could not find a dartboard anywhere that didn't have a league or something going on. And I was like, you know, I think they have one over it at the at the local strip club. Let's go. So we went, and that that yeah, we'd hang out there and play darts. The girls would come back or like, does anybody here want to dance? No, you want to play a game of darts? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, when when we were uh, when we were out for your bachelor party, do you remember? Like, I don't know if you remember this part or not, but the first thing I asked the security guard when we walked through, and I was like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait which like, one? At scores? Scores? Okay. Which scores. is is like the strip club in Baltimore, Maryland? If just establish that. Okay, he had he had like a black light that he would like scan over your hand for if you left and came back in you got like a like a stamp on your arm to show that you were already like searched and admitted and whatever and i asked him i said hey could you just bring that little black light over here real quick and just shine over that stool that there that that chair they want me to sit on and he's like okay and he did and i <laughs> when he shined that black light over that or that i was like I'm already handicapped, I know, but, like, I got some life left in me, and I'd like to keep it, so I'll just take one of these folding metal chairs and some Lysol wipes, and, <laughs> and then I will I will proceed to enjoy this from the comfort of, of a sanitary environment. Thank you. As sanitary as you Thank can you. get, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, we, we went to, uh, well, okay, you know, we need to just have an episode about, about that bachelor party, because it was, like, movie-worthy. But let's just talk about the strip club we went to. Um, the first, the first one we went to. It was some of the people with us made it the most awkward strip club in history. We had one individual. Let's call him. Let's call him Ren. Ren. Let's call him Ren. <laughs> Ren uh, was allowed to come to this party by his then fiance, I believe she was, or maybe just girlfriend. Yes. No um, fiance, but he was he was told that he was not allowed to go to any strip clubs because that's that's immoral. <laughs> and he got taken to one, and he was going to wait outside. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he really was. He really was going to wait outside. It's like maybe like you don't understand sort... what's going on here, buddy. No, dude, we're sending our 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 brother. You know, Mr. Raz, we're sending him from from bachelordom to, you know, minivandom. Like, come on. I don't have Get a minivan. Put in there. I don't matter. I, I don't have a minivan. I do. <laughs> it's got a, it's got a, it's got a ramp and everything. But we we eventually did drag him in, but he wouldn't look at the girls, or so we thought, or so <laughs> we thought. <laughs> so, if 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 you're looking straight ahead right now. And you're looking at the at the the entertainers, and you look about, oh, I don't know, almost to your right, not entirely, 
where kind of like two o'clock. But but not like enough. Two. But not enough that you could be looking at him through this like through the corner of your eye. Enough that you were actually turned far enough away that there is no way you could be looking directly at the girls. Yeah, two o'clock. Yeah, and it's like what? Yeah. So he just sat there, and I'm like, what the hell is? And then finally, somebody got behind him. Hold on, wait. No, no, we're not going to talk not about just this. Sitting, not going to talk. Just sitting there. No, no, he's sitting there, and he looks like a mortician. He looks like a mortician. Okay, that's that's the important part. Like, I just want to put that out there for context. He's looking like he's looking out there like he's going to crack a fucking safe. So we're Pro, proceed. One of us, I'm not sure who it was, figured it out and got behind him. And then we all had to proceed to go over and look to see exactly what was going on. He was watching them through a mirror. (laughs) What a creep thing to do. (laughs) He was watching the girls through a mirror. (laughs) I almost wanted to kick him out of the club myself, not even working there. Like, that was just so creepy. Well, and then then our, our... One of our buddies decided to walk up behind him and, like, put his hands over his shoulders, like, grab his little moobs. And dude jumped up out of that chair and ran across the bar. <laughs> like, he was going to jump into that mirror like fucking Super Mario. Woohoo! <laughs> his skin just ran right off of his bones. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. Now, no, what the hell? Okay, that was hilarious. But it wasn't even the best part of the night. So the best part of the night is... After, um, we've we've told the story before how we almost got into a fight with some of the Baltimore Ravens before we went to that. Well, as we're sitting in the strip club, more of the Baltimore Ravens show up. Um, now they didn't see us. We didn't. We knew they were there because all the girls fucking disappeared. There literally was not a girl even on stage. They were all gone. Because apparently at scores in Baltimore, Maryland, there is a private area upstairs for high rollers. And when NFL players show up, they're obviously high rollers. So all the girls have disappeared. And the bouncer pretty much said, yeah, it's not going to be. You'll start getting the ones that are like cast aside here in a little bit. So uh, we departed and we went uh, over to the college district and we, we found a strip club that was really weird. Uh, it was long as hell. It, it was long, but it was really short. Like, it was like someone took a townhouse and like stretched it backwards. And man, what the hell? What the hell? You know, strip club's a strip club. We're going to go in here, have some fun. Well, the bouncer at said club was about the size of a soda can. I mean, this is a little dude. And when we walked in, there, there was a, a stage against the one wall that ran the length of the damn building. And all the tables were on the other wall. And there's one guy sitting at the stage. And that's weird, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, struck, it struck me as a little weird, too. But there's only one guy sitting at the stage. And the place was almost empty. Uh, there, but there was a couple of little groups here and there. But nobody was sitting at the stage except for this one dude. And it, this dude was just making an ass of himself. Yeah, like this guy in our in our story that prompted this, he too was playing with his phone. Uh, he also was, uh, you know, just touching the girls, which you don't do without an invitation. No, sir. No, sir. Uh, he was just being a jackass and like telling them, you know, 
treating them like whores. Which, you know, depending on what your opinion is of a stripper, I don't consider them to be whores. They're not doing you know, the whore activity. They're entertaining. Regardless of what it is, consent is still a thing. Yes. And he did not have it. And he did not have consent. Unfortunately, the, the security guard that was there, again, was about the size of a soda can. Um went to try to say something and got blown off and just kind of hung his head and walked away. Well, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. we had just enough alcohol in us that we were not going to allow this to stand. <laughs> nope. No, we didn't. And I don't drink by the way. So I had no alcohol in me, but I still wasn't going to let this stand. And after dude was removed from the bar, without the aid of security mind you not even close we mm-hmm. we then got to to actually tell the story that no one believes to this day that for the rest of the night we didn't pay a stripper a dime not a one we didn't pay for our drinks at least i don't think we did and we i know we didn't pay the strippers and it was a marvelous time had by all I was getting free, was. I was getting free lap dances. <laughs> At least I think they were. I know I didn't pay for them. <laughs> no, sir. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good night. I, I had a good time with that. Um, but that that's our stripper story. But uh, again, we we really do just have a like a like a retelling of that entire night. And I think we need to have another individual involved in that, in that storytelling. Uh, somebody was there and actually orchestrated the whole damn thing. And it wasn't Ren. It was not Ren. No. <laughs> so, um, I actually, I believe that individual was actually going to see you this weekend. Yes. Yes, he is. He's coming down. He built me a table. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh man, I'm telling you what right now, like I'm uh, this table thing has been like my white whale for years. And you know, I I know I probably could have gotten it solved a lot sooner and a lot easier, but I just don't like asking for help. And so I don't I don't ask for help. I just learn to live without whatever it is and you know, whatever. But our friend who knows me extremely well also knows that I'm not asking anybody for freaking help. So he calls me up on the phone and he goes, what dimensions do you need that thing? And I'm like, what thing? He's like the table. And I'm like, ah, eh. he's like, what? Dim-? He goes, I am going to build you a table. If you want me to guesstimate and he starts throwing some numbers out there. And I was like, no, 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 no. Nope. No, 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 no. Okay. I see. I see. I'm not going to be able to respect, uh, respectfully decline your offer for help. So boom, I gave him the dimensions. Two days later, he sends me a picture of this beautiful, beautiful table complete with power supply. Oh yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That is right. I mean, it's like, it's almost, it's almost as good as someone putting a roll cage on my wheelchair. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, I've seen pictures and I know it's not quite done yet. Uh, I I know it has to have some, uh, some, some cleanup done to it, 
But that thing's beautiful. So oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. And you know, and it's 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 it sounds silly, you know, that I'm getting this excited over a table. But if you've ever seen me try to eat a bowl of cereal, or you know, hold something that that would require a table, and you see me try to manipulate my life through holding these, because I just don't fit near a regular table. My wheelchair just doesn't fit. Okay, that's just the nature of the beast. And because of that, again, you know, like, I just go without, like, well, screw it. But I end up looking like the crooked man of Calcutta. Like, it's terrible. It's I sit there and I'm like, uh, like, you, you would feel sorry for me just watching me try to eat. So if we got, so now, if, so what you're saying is if we got a, a video of you trying to eat and played some Sarah McLaughlin music, we could definitely get some donations for the podcast. Oh my gosh! Oh yeah! Oh oh yeah! Oh yeah, man! Oh yeah! I mean, On like, the he, arms of the angels. <laughs> we would, I not do. We wouldn't just go to summer camp. We would go to space camp. Woo! Space <laughs> camp. <laughs> I mean, like. We would be, we would do that on our way, like, and on our way, we'd stop by Disney. Like, that's, <laughs> that's how sorry people would feel. <laughs> like, it's bad. And I would ham it up, too. Especially if I knew that we were doing it for money. I'd be like, I can look a little extra handicapped for this. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would, <laughs> I want to go to space camp. I really do. <laughs> Telling you, man. When we all, went to the, uh, we went to the. All um, it's gonna take is a little Captain Crunch, a little Captain Crunch, a little two percent, and some Sarah McLaughlin music, and a little movie magic. So yeah, <laughs> there was a. Um, if, for those of you that don't know this, uh, the Smithsonian's are, are all around DC, and they're free. Smithsonian museums are awesome, especially if you want something to do with your kids. And what people don't know is, the National Air and Space Museum. There's actually two of them. There's the one that's in downtown D.C., which is, you know, that's where they, they have, uh, uh, like, the, 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 the rockets and, like, the, the, some of the airplanes and stuff that are hanging from the ceiling and uh, stuff like that. It's, it's, it's really, you know, a nice museum. But the Udvar Hazy Center down in Virginia is actually the much better of the two. It is a series of large hangars that actually have all the original planes on like three stories. You walk in the freaking front door, there's an SR-71 just like sitting right there on the floor right in front of you. Directly behind it, well, there's a space shuttle. You know, you want to see Felix Bumgartner's uh, capsule when he did the space jump? It's there. You want to see one of the Wright Brothers airplanes? It's there. You want to see the Enola Gay? It's hanging from the ceiling. You can take, a, you can go up on the catwalk and rip, walk up right to it. They got a Concorde, for Christ's sake. They have everything. It's awesome. But one of the coolest things they have there is they have a space shuttle landing simulator. And my, my two of my kids, my two kids got in there and they, they were landing the space shuttle. And I was like, give me the controls. You know, <laughs> I wanted to land the space shuttle. <laughs> so I think that's what we need to do. We need to go to space camp. We're going to start a fundraiser. Oh, yeah. We're going to start a Patreon. Send Buck and Raz to space camp. Yeah. And you know, we're only sending Raz along with me as my caregiver. No, we're going to hire some. We're going to hire somebody for that. I ain't wiping your ass. No, no, no! Don't worry. I'm going to bring my. I'm going to bring my service wife. 
We're just gonna call you, we're gonna call you the caregiver for fundraising purposes, man. We want people to give from their hearts, not from their wallets. No, no, we want them from their wallets, not their hearts. <laughs> okay. Uh back to the actual purpose of the show. We have one story left, which this this is great. Have you ever heard the name Jack Angeli? Well, I'm sure you know who he is. Uh, if you watched any of the things that went on in D.C. the other day, uh, he's the guy that dressed like a Viking with the big horns on. So, horn guy. Well, Jack Angeli, horned man who stormed Capitol, refuses to eat as guards won't feed him organic food. <laughs> uh, Jack Chansley, also known as Jack Angeli, the man who stormed into the Capitol in Washington wearing a fur hat and horns, has reportedly not eaten since Friday, as the guards at the detention center where he's currently being held won't serve him organic food. <laughs> I'm going to uh. spearhead this revolution. I'm going to be the most prominent guy on display, but I must have everything from Whole Foods, please. <laughs> well, Raz, he is a Viking. He's something, all right. Uh, Angeli is a 33-year-old uh, Cunan uh, conspiracy theorist who lives with his mother and often attends pro-Trump rallies. In an interview last week, he said he is not worried about the federal misdemeanor charges. I'm not really all that worried about it because, in all honesty, I didn't break any laws. I walked through open doors, he said. According to ABC 15, the public defender who is... Uh, currently representing the man on Monday, said he is, quote, extremely re- has a restrictive, extremely restrictive diet, perhaps of a re- for religious reasons, end quote. He claims he has not eaten since being taken into custody on Friday. The judge said the statement was deeply concerning and asked the defender to work with the guards on his dietary issues. He also said he's a Navy veteran. According to the self-professed uh, I can't even pronounce that damn organization. Um, His shaman's dietary restrictions have been shared widely across social media, while people ridicule the man's suggestion that he should be served organic food while in detention for his role in the attempted coup. And there's a whole lot of Twitter quotes on here. Five days from, quote, I'm going to overthrow the government to, quote, are you serious? You're not going to see... Are you are you seriously being serious with me right now? <laughs> so we we talk, it seems like we end up on the subject every single show. We worked in a prison. Go figure. Yeah. Um do you remember some of the dietary people? Yes. So and I also remember some of the some of the bourgeois hunger strikes that went on there too. Oh, the hunger strikes and, are the best. <laughs> I mean, you find out you find out where a man's true convictions lie based on how long he'll go without eating. Indeed. That's because <laughs> most hunger strikes are resolved with a phone call and a peanut butter sandwich. That's about that's about what it takes in a prison to get rid of a hunger strike. Chances are the guy actually just wants like some some sort of special treatment. He yeah. feels like he's entitled to something. Well, you got to consider an inmate's job is to <clears throat> quell boredom because that's what it is. Prison is boredom. 
And if it just means I'm going to screw with the the staff, I'm going to screw with the staff. And the meals, there's three things that's, that start to riot. Food, mail, and visitation. Food, mail, and visits. Food, mail, and visits. That's the three things that can cause a riot. And with the food especially, you had to be really careful with it. But you also had people that played fucking games with it too. Now, what the one of my favorite things about prison food was if they did manage to get themselves a special tray, it was very telling about them. So, you know, we weren't supposed to know what their medical information was. But depending on what diet tray they got, that told us a lot. <laughs> if it had a certain tag on there, well, I know that person's HIV positive. If it had a different tag on there, well, I know that person's got hepatitis. So that was one thing I actually did like about the meals. But you'd have people all the time playing these games. We've talked about food loaf. That was a, like a disciplinary thing. But you'd have people, too, that would, you know, I, I'm an Orthodox Jew. I have to eat, I can only eat kosher meals. So how do you make a kosher meal? Well, you can't do it in our kitchen. <laughs> now, our, our, our prison chaplain decided he was going to try to get us sued into oblivion one time by saying that he was going oh. to, he would just bless the food and that would make it kosher. First off, you're not Jewish. You're not a rabbi. And that's not how kosher food works, you moron. That is not how it works. So and nope. we ended up having to get like these TV dinners. And they weren't big. They weren't great. But they met all the guidelines. So then they got the same meal every day for every single meal. All of a sudden, they weren't Jewish anymore. <laughs> all of a sudden, they weren't Jewish anymore. Yeah, a lot of times too they would, uh, you you everyone be Muslim for Ramadan, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, then they would all, you got the ones too that you know they would demand special meals on Christmas because they were Christian. It's like doesn't not the way it works, buddy. <laughs> but you'd have people playing games all the time with meals. I mean, do you remember any offhand? Uh, I remember that tensions got really high after we started housing federal inmates. And uh, and they were not happy with our regular run-of-the-mill, just you know, dietary accommodations. They 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 were used to getting a lot more and uh, or a lot nicer, and we were not giving them more or anything even that resembled nice. And I got no problem talking about the food there. It was it was garbage. I ate it. I ate it because it was free. Yeah. I also have MS. Hmm. No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I used to, no. there, there was at one point we did have a couple trustees that, you know, I actually would let them make, cause we had a kitchen, we had like a cafeteria that, that we could, you know, they made our meals. We had the same stuff for the most part. Um, yeah. and there was, there was one trustee that I would, I didn't mind, you know, he, he's was pretty cool dude. Um, but we actually ended up having a contractor come in and take over the food service and they treated the inmates like such shit. That's like, I'd be damned if I'm eating any of that food now. Uh, yeah. When Aramark took over, I was just like, no, nope, mm, no, sir. No, sir. Not having it. I mean, the only thing I would do is I would take a uh, hard boiled eggs. Uh, they were still, they, they still had the shell on them. I wouldn't let them peel them even. And I would take, um, you know, mayonnaise packets and mustard packets. And I'd make my own egg salad. Uh, the only other thing I'd eat there was pickle shoots. I'd get cups of pickles and just sit there and eat them because I was not eating that shit. And right now we seem to have lost Buck. 
Um, I would only. I think we lost Buck. Buck, you pay in the ass. I'm... Your internet seems to have taken a dump. I. So, but. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and mute him for a second while he fixes his problems. Um, he's probably going to have to disconnect and reconnect here, but I'll just keep talking for the moment. So. <laughs> the food was so bad that occasionally you'd have the inmates go on hunger strikes but nobody ever lasted very long on a hunger strike you might get a couple days out of them uh and a hunger strike you know it only really matters if you're not actually eating but if, as long as you're still buying commissary you're not on a hunger strike folks <laughs> no am i uh everything back online here for me you're good all right yeah i mean you just like like you said, if you're buying commissary, you are obviously not on a hunger strike. You're just not, you're just boycotting the prison food. I'll tell you what, though, going back to our officers' meals, I would only eat when the kitchen inmates would tell me it was okay. <laughs> well, they liked you. <laughs> they like, they, you know what? There's benefit. I didn't give anybody anything that they shouldn't have, but I definitely went out of my way to be, to be, you know, agreeable and personable and accommodating. I mean, just, you know, I'm sorry, you can't round up the truth. That many, you know, 30, 40, 50 guys against me, it's just, mm, no. You know, I, I, I knew I knew what the reality of the situation was, so I was just a little bit more personable. But, and it made my day easier, and it got me the benefit of knowing whether or not I should eat the meals. Yeah, I never ate the meals. <laughs> Well, there were a couple of times, man, there were a couple of times those kitchen guys would come out and they'd be like, they'd all, they'd all look at the, they'd look at me and they'd be like, and I'd be like, they would, they'd be like, Lynch, just trust me. Just, you don't want that. It's like, but I got it. I got it. I, what about, what about the rest of the officers? It's not that the food is tainted. It's just not good. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I, I played this way. The first time I was like really searching the kitchen on night shift and I was like, because that's what I did. <laughs> I love tearing shit up. And I was tearing the kitchen apart. And it got to the point where, like, okay, it's I got to do the freezer now. So I went into the freezer, and there there was boxes on the shelves. And it, 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 it they looked like military ration boxes, you know, the way they were labeled. But it actually said on the side of this one thing of, like, meat patties of some kind, grade E for institutional use only. <laughs> Oh my lord! I mean, now now that now that I'm saying it even more and more, I can see why this guy would want organic food so bad. <laughs> yeah, he probably like it said he's retired Navy. He probably knows exactly what kind of food they serve in the damn brig, and he's like, nope. Well, the, no motherfucking way. <laughs> the funny thing is, was we would get um, we got a contractor to run the thing eventually, and it was run by a company called Aramark. Well, Aramark. Uh, they run most of the concessions at your stadiums. Uh, they also do prisons and schools. Now, they, where they buy their food, they bought their food from a company called Cisco. Cisco is the company that just about every goddamn restaurant that is not, not actually making their own food from scratch in this country gets their supplies from. So it, it's you run a gambit. You could have some of the most delicious food in the world, or you could have what we served in our prison. <laughs> I still don't know to this day what was in the bologna sandwiches, but it wasn't bologna. I'll tell you that much. 
it was everything else that they couldn't put in anything else ground up and made into a loaf that they called bologna. Well, you would try to fry it and it would instantly burn, like instantaneously. We had cheese that didn't melt. It burnt. Uh, you put cheese in the microwave and it came out black. <laughs> yeah. It's like, how are you supposed to make a grilled cheese sandwich with that? Yeah. Like you, you could set it on fire and it would it would hold a flame. It would hold a flame. It would because it was oil based. It was all oil. <laughs> yeah. It was oil with some food coloring. <laughs> if you were lucky. Yeah. Now, granted, some of those workers were the most creative people in the world, and every once in a while you get one in there, it's like, how are you not a chef? But for the most part, they you know their ingredients were not that great to work with. So if if I can dissuade anybody from a life of crime let me just say this um you you may like getting uh you know gargling mayonnaise you may like living in in strictly regimented life you will not like the food (laughs) nope 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 and that's just that's just a tip that is a tip from us to you uh that you will not like the food you will not like the food that being said, folks, uh, stay out of jail. And that brings us to a close of yet another edition of the Social Liability Podcast. Uh, make sure you check out our YouTube channel, which if you just search for the Mount Moon Crew, or you can look for Buck Show, uh, Better Than Bad with Buck. Or you can actually look at another member of our uh, team's videos, Sadar. Her video, uh, Strictly Pizza. <laughs> She's got a new Strictly. series up, Strictly Pizza. Which uh, there is a there is a I know she got some packages that uh, from Buck that she's going to be opening, so. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited for it too, man! I'm so excited for it too. I'm never ever gonna ever watch a video with Sadar pulling a pizza out of the oven on top of aluminum foil again. Never ever. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am sorry, man. Like, and that pizza was probably delicious and whatever. Some people say it affects taste. Some people say it doesn't. But you know what? If you're going to film it, let's make it legit. You know, that's that. That's all. I, b- I believe she is going to be filming a new episode of Just Pizza today. Uh, but it will be with a store-bought pizza. So, or not right store-bought, uh, restaurant, restaurant pizza. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, that being said, folks, thank you very much for listening. Uh, make sure you subscribe. If you want to give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're on, that would be outstanding. And um, share it with a friend. I mean, really, we we have a hell of a good time making this. I know Buck looks forward to it every week. And, I do. And it keeps him, like, you know, it keeps him from running his wheelchair out into the cow field. So make sure you're, you're just telling a friend, hit the subscribe button, listen to us each and every week, and we'll see you next week on the Social Liability Podcast. Social Liability Podcast.